while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast Tonight, I'm Chris McCarthy. Jess Machado is here for the vacationing Marcus Farrow, who is celebrating his birthday. Um, we have Evan Genro here in the studio with us. Evan Genro is a Westport Republican, um, made a very strong showing um, in the year that wasn't for Republicans, um, for state representative. And um, I think Evan's a guy worth listening to. So I said to Jess, let's have Evan. When I didn't know I was on. Right. He's like, hey, can you call Evan and see if he'll come in tonight? I was like, this is weird, but sure, I'll do that for you. <laughs> Always good to be in the studio. <laughs> Which, oh, wait, I want to see what one you are. Uh, try talk. Me now? Nope. So you're two. Got it. Now we're, good. Now, yeah. we're now we're good. Yeah. Perfect. There we go. Yay. There we go. I don't know what happened when when um I guess when I got sick, that board got sick. So yeah, the, it, it's all different. I think now. I don't know. Anyway, we got it under control. We got it under control. It's the um. So, Evan, what have you been doing since you ran <laughs> for representative? A lot of learning. A lot of, um, right? yeah. You learn a lot in a campaign. You do. Um, you know, I, I still work in the public policy field, so still very much involved in, in policy and, uh, you know, affecting change that way and working in, you know, on a lot of different issues. So for people who don't remember, yeah. um, or, which I think is, 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 you know, a lot of people, they, they voted for you and then, right. they, you know, but... Tell the people what communities you ran in so they know. So our district, the 8th Bristol, included Westport and parts of Fall River, New Bedford, Freetown, and Acushnet. So it's a very Ridiculous. big district for a rep district. It's enormous. That, there's neighboring wise. districts that include a third of a city. So right. to have five towns is, is you know, a lot for a campaign to undertake. It, 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 it's an enormous amount of area. Um, and the redistricting added Acushnet. Added Acushnet, right. Yeah. So previously we had... Uh, Another part of Ward 1 in New Bedford, 1 D, E, and F, which was the airport in North. Right. Now we had the opposite side of Ward 1 and including uh, two precincts in Acushnet as well. So, How did you do in Acushnet? We did well. We got uh, around 58% of the vote in Acushnet. So that was a strong showing there. Very grateful for the voters in Acushnet for putting you know their trust in me. And yeah. I think we, you know, that, that, that we were very data-driven in our campaign. We looked at the numbers. We saw where we needed to focus, where we needed to, you know, make sure our voters turned out, mm -hmm. right? And they did in both Acushnet and Freetown. Freetown, you did uh, very well. We did, we, you know, we, we took Freetown, I think, around 53%. So, you know, we, going off the data, we knew where to focus, we knew where to look at, where we needed to do better, right? And that looking, the best poll is, a, is an election, right? Absolutely. So, you know, we can really <laughs> see down to the precinct level where we fell short, where we did well, the issues that we focused on. The messaging that we had, the campaign that we ran, the the things that we decided to do in the campaign. Um, so there's a lot to it, but you know, definitely a, a learning process. Yeah. How'd you do in Westport? We did okay in Westport. We got around 43, 44 percent of the vote. There were That's I think tremendous. there were a few precincts I think we identified as you know we needed to do stronger in. Okay. Um, you know, just going down our I guess checklist that we had sure. of what we what we needed to do. Two precincts there, you know, 
we needed them to turn out in higher numbers, which unfortunately, you know, didn't happen. So those, I think that's where we fell the most short of any place in our district. But and that was your opponent's hometown as well. You're both right, from Westport. Right, we're both right. from Westport, yeah. 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 Anyway, he's a, he's a, he was a strong incumbent. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh, very nice guy. Um, uh, very well financed. Um, so, but but I, I was very impressed by your run. Appreciate that. Yeah. I think a lot that. of people were. I, I, I think and it was growth it, from the, the campaign Two years prior. I think we, we were able to do it with, with comparatively little funds, I think, because of the campaign that we ran, right? right? So we were able to cut costs because we were efficient in our strategy, in our spending. So we knew where to target. We knew, you know, where to focus. And I think that translated in, in votes. I think if we were able to fundraise some more, that was a big setback for us as well, right? Sure. So we you have to move a message, right? And you Absolutely. can't always move a message if you if you don't have the funding. And I think that showed in not only this election, but a lot of them across the state. There was almost no funding from the Massachusetts GOP to any candidate. It wasn't exclusive to Evan. Believe me, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it was... Um, and it wasn't a really, lack of candidate talent either, I think. that We had some yeah. really good candidates yeah. statewide. We, Tim really We're not talking about you, County Russell Sheriff. Pretentious, we, but go ahead. We had, you know, uh, Tom Hodgson, <laughs> who's just a phenomenal, really cared about public safety in Bristol right. County, worked really hard. Um, and there was a lot of cases like that. Lenny Mira on the North Shore lost by one vote right. his seat. So I don't think it was a lack of candidate quality. We had some great candidates. No, the, um, no, it, it was unfortunate that what um, the last... Republican Party uh, did to people who really worked hard, um, who, who were quality candidates, who, who had a strong message, um, and um, they were they were left out to drive. That's the way it goes. My hope is in a similar way that candidates learned from the last year, two election cycles, you know, even beyond that, is that the party will take the same takeaways from, you know, the results of elections that we've had. Right. So we need to you know, hone on mail-in voting. Mm-hmm. We need to take advantage of the things that are available to us, right? And and that should be reflected in the strategy, recruiting candidates, supporting, you know, uh, local candidates as well, mm-hmm. building a bench up, uh, recruiting people in, in the party to grow the numbers, right? RTCs, membership. And so there's a lot of things that, that can be done. Are you, um, are you happy about the direction the Republican Party just took? Yeah, I, I, I reached out to uh, the new chairwoman and congratulated her. And I think that, you know, she has a good vision for the future of the party and I, I wish her well and I've offered to assist in any way that, you know, because I think it's a group effort, right? I, if, if we keep, be, yeah. no, I, I would hope so. <laughs> if, right. if we're all divided and that, that's not the way we can win the vote, especially no. with 9% in the state, right? Right. For us to be fighting each other doesn't make sense. So I think if, if the party can come together in some way and focus on shared goals, common values, right? Which there are a lot that we have sure. right, as Republicans and Package really that focus, and brand it. And right. Focus sell on it to what those matters. unenrolled yeah. and independents. And those voters are there. It shows in the elections, right? We've had on the same ballot that, that Elizabeth Warren was reelected in 2018, we also reelected Charlie Baker mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. a considerable margin. So both both um, Jesse and Evan are, are, are uh, activists within the Republican Party. Um, and um, what do you think? Do you think the party will be able to put forward a U.S. Senate candidate this year or next year? That's a big ask, I think, for a short turnaround, um, especially, you know, because rebuilding the party is a long, that's a long process. It has I mean, to be. It, the, you know, the Democratic Party has strategies years out, right? The Republicans should, and I think, you know, we can get there, but it, it's a build, right? So I think of, at some point we can, right? We had uh, Scott Brown yeah. win a U.S. Senate seat, so it's, it's, a, it's a possibility, I think, 
definitely. And there's an appetite for a statewide Republican who shares you know, common values. And so I, I think it's possible um, if the right candidate comes along and the right strategy is in place and the infrastructure is there for support. The um, right candidate is there already, right? So, I mean, in my opinion, this is about the long game. We're looking eight years ahead. So the people who are in charge right now should be strategizing for the next eight years, really the governorship in eight years, because Healy's going to win again in four more. I, I just don't think there's any way that we could do the work in the next four years to get a candidate that could. And that was take borne her. out, I think, in, in the Patrick administration. Right. Right. Charlie Baker ran in in. You know, in 2010, right, and then ran. You know, lost that mm -hmm. race. Bill Patrick was reelected, and then won in 2014 against Martha Coakley. So that that in itself shows the the growth that can happen even in a four year cycle. I think though, and we were talking about this, I think off air or whatever. But I think, and I know Evan, as a candidate, needs to not always participate in these types of conversations. I think the damage that has been done over the past four years under the previous chairman's leadership, um, we're going to be digging ourselves out of a hole for a long time. So I appreciate that there's people in place that have a vision. They're looking at that long game, but I, I hope people don't get too, you know, depressed about not seeing those results right away because there's just so much work to do. And, and we talked about this as well. A tremendous amount of that relies on fundraising. And, you know, I think the, the party's in debt. I think we're going to find out more about what that number looks like. I think it's going to be atrocious. I think people are going to be mad and angry about it. And then we're going to have to depend on people like our new chairwoman to convince people to invest in this party, pay off some debt. And, and and then continue to donate so that we can, you know, support and survive and so, thrive eventually. So if the Republican Party doesn't get its act together and, and really um, show that someone who's a quality person should step forward to run for U.S. Senate, right? I mean, you can't ask... Whatever people think of Mitt Romney or, or Charlie Baker or Bill Weld, those guys won. They won. So, um, Scott Brown, they won. So, you're, you're not, not going to scratch the surface to develop a candidate like that if there's not something for them to, to see and say, I, I think those guys can help me win, right? Um, if it's someone who's willing to lose, you, you don't want to deal with them. But are we looking that we would be able to get a candidate. I already could name one. I'm not going to say it on here, but off the air, I'm going to get, I'll say a name. But you think it's a yeah. strong candidate? I do. I think that there's a, I mean, there's a lot of talent across the state. It's just a matter of, but are they willing to, I guess someone that's going to check all the it, boxes it, off for do you. What it, it, takes. Is, it is difficult because you may go through a cycle where you won't win. Right. right. And you have to gear up for six years out. Right. right. So it's a, it's a long game, but at the same time, even on the, on the, intra-party stuff, right? If if folks are motivated and want to see a good candidate, the best way to do that is to get involved. And I think now there's a lot of opportunity to do that more than ever. Well, I do agree with you that, that it is an opportunity uh, right now. I, I will give you an example. I supported Jeff Deal for U.S. Senate, all right? Um, he did a great job in the primary. You, you know, that was, a, that was a really strong primary. Um, Kingston and... Um, Bastrom. Bastrom, yep. right? Um, Jeff Deal came out of the top, and I thought he would have made a good U.S. senator. Um, but I guess we all didn't realize that Jeff's deals, I didn't look that close. After he got done losing that race, 
he became an Uber driver. Now, there's nothing wrong with being an Uber driver, but it's not who you're going to, you're not going to elect your Uber driver to governor. So the fact that he ran for U.S. Senate and didn't have a plan if he lost is a real personal flaw. I imagine that his wife was really stunned by that. Now, what about his children, right? Um, And the fact that then he was able to get the gubernatorial nomination over a very talented guy. Not a, pol- not a political guy, but a very serious, talented guy. Wealthy, successful. And the fact that our party rejected that guy for an Uber driver who could string together a couple of phrases that tickled our buy-in bone is ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. I've been witness to see that there are people in the party that actually do care about the the candidates, some of which I'll even say Evan is in front of me, that care about um, the arc of his success and, you know, post-election um, are invested in what he's doing. And I know he's going to talk about that next at some point if we can get to it. Right. But I think that, you know, there are people that, that look at that and care and they, 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 they understand, they have a history and they know you can't, Somebody was telling me if Evan ran again next time, right? And I know he's apprehensive because he's saying the if, if Trump is the the candidate, right? What's that going to look like for candidates, Republican candidates in the right. state? Um, but if you lose three times in a row, you got to go away for ten years. <laughs> you can't run for anything else. You got to go away, and then you got to come back. And you know, Evan's so young, he could right. do that. But do we want him to do that? Or do we want want to make sure... And I'm not just talking about Evan, but do we want to make sure that we're picking the right time? Is it about the long game? Is is somebody planning stuff out? Because I can tell you what, Jim Lyons wasn't planning anything out. You know? And I I would have to think that... Yeah, and I would have to think that Amy is part of a team of people that are about the long game and they are planning from the smallest things. I mean, Amy's already announced that they're involved in this race in Attleboro for mayor, right? Because we have a Republican that's already serving as mayor. Mm-hmm. He's in this race. That's that's your bench. That's your, Who knows what that guy's going to be capable of after he serves there and, and he's going to move on. Sure. As we as we so so sadly learned. I'm just saying I think that even the smallest little decisions, people that care are are going to my I hate to say, but micromanage those things. They're not going to allow what you just said to happen. Well look, I have put I have to tell you something. I've done more background check on someone to mow my lawn than we did on the guy we ran for governor. Right? I almost don't want to talk about it anymore. My my point That's being really tough my for point me. being is that that you're leaving yourself open. And I've seen in the past other candidates just show up and, and no one does. Look look at look at Santos in New York. What would have happened if Jeff Deal had won? Do we do we do we even know? <laughs> We're gonna take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Download the W. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Chris McCarthy. We have Jess Machado here and Evan Genro of Westport. But Evan, you have some very interesting news. Tell us what's happening in Westport, what your latest endeavor is. Oh, wait. Shoot. Go. Jess turns the microphone. (laughs) Crying out loud. (laughs) 
I pulled papers to run for a school committee in Westport. Uh, it's so the election is April 11th, our annual town election. The seat was it's an open seat this year, and no other candidate had pulled. And you know, I figured we needed a win. to run a candidate so, so for that seat. So I pulled papers, and yeah, and nobody else pulled papers. No, no. Beautiful. How do they? How do people follow your campaign? How do they get involved? If you search my name Evan Gendro on Facebook, how or do they Twitter, spell that? G E N. You might consider G R E A U. I know. Sometimes I'll get an X on the end. It's, it's I see a lot of different spellings. Yeah, yeah. 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 So once again, it's G E N D R E A U, and it's on Facebook. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, your favorite social media. He's got media, a good, he's got a good is, social yeah. media imprint Appreciate out that. there. Footprint. I guess that's the right word. Yeah. <laughs> Super. So so looks like it's it'll be a straight shot to uh, when's the election? April eleventh. Yep. So excited! That's really that's really exciting. Texted me today, right right at five o'clock was the <laughs> you know last time because you know some people they have that strategy they're going to wait until the end to see who the candidates are and I guess Westport thought that you know what we don't need to challenge him he's he's going to do a great job and so he's the only one on the ballot. I was very excited. No, <laughs> listen, excited. Uh, congratulations! I mean, um, politics is quite frankly about a lot of things, including timing. Right, right, and so looks like the t- your timing. Here is a uh, fantastic. <laughs> Looks like it. I mean, I, I, unless someone I, I, robs it from you, well, <laughs> and we I still mean, have to go through the signature certification process. So there's still you know, that should be a breeze. But, right, but right, I mean, we were yeah. talking before. How many air. signatures do you need? It's fifty for Westport, 50. and you've turned them in. We're turning them in. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, they're, you, they're. I think they're due this week. You think yeah. they're no, due? They are due this week. They're due this coming week. Uh, to the town paper. clerk's office, yeah. The last day to pull papers was today. Oh, okay. And the same yeah, because I agree with this yep. strategy. What if two people came out of the woodwork, right? And it was going to be somewhat of a competitive race. You maybe would not want to move forward, right? And because again, a loss would be a, a consecutive loss, and it's about timing and the strategy. And so, I know Evans thought a lot about it, but I think um, it couldn't have worked out. At, couldn't have look what happens. Amy Carnavali becomes chair, well, and, and, and we already got a Republican I'll, elected in Westport. I'll, I'll just add to that. This is <laughs> just the voters decide. For exactly, us. exactly. And just I would, I would be excited. honored to, to earn the votes of you know any folks in Westport who want to support our campaign. But this, I, I want to add to that. This isn't just a seat, just for a seat. This is you know I think there's a lot of opportunity in in our school system in Westport. We have a new school. There's a lot of areas to expand opportunities for students and additional funding from the state and. So I, I think that there is opportunity here. I was in that school system. So, you know, it probably means- not that long ago. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know what? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What what do you say to people who say, why didn't you do this first? Why did you state rep well, first and not not start right. at the school committee? Because I actually do second what you're saying. Yeah. He thought he was going to win. Actually, I well, <laughs> it was a well, it was a it was a you know, it's a good district. But also there is a lot of opportunity with that seat. That, that's a, a way that we can affect a lot of change for the communities in that district. You can get local aid money, so it less it eases the burden on taxpayers in every town, right? So they don't have to go to a two-and-a-half override every year. Look, I ran for state representative and then lost but came back and got elected to selectman. So mm-hmm. it's it's not an uncommon uh, path to take. Right. Um, do we have calls or We Jess? do. Let's yeah. take a call. Sure. Hi, caller. Thanks for holding your live with the guys and Jess. Hi, I'm a liberal, and I support transgenders in the ladies' room. Okay. Thank you. High five. (laughs) (laughs) You waited a long time for that. I, um... (laughs) (laughs) He was on hold for a while. I saw the (laughs) 508-996-0500. That's how you can get on the air. Um, That's the Tim 
Weisberg show you want to be calling. <laughs> Tim Weisberg was talking today about the transgender community and um Hey, look. I missed it. Tim is um Tim's a great guy. Tim's a great guy. I disagree with him on a lot of things, but I always listen to his program cuz I I find it interesting if not sometimes infuriating. Um but but no but he, but Tim's a good guy. If you did miss it by the way, was it today or yesterday? It was today. It was yeah. today. You can go back obviously to the to the app or wbsm.com and pull up Tim's podcast um and I heard it was highly entertaining today. So Evan, um what sort of things are happening on the school committee that you want to be part of? A lot of the issues now that are happening are related to funding. Okay. So we just constructed a new middle high school and that was a $96 million project. The state footed about $37 million of that. So we're on the hook for the 58-ish million. Right. So was it an override? There is well, there's a debt exclusion on the ballot this year for Westport. Oh. Um, so we'll see, you know, where that Wait, goes. Wait, for the school that's already built? Yeah, there's a there's the last I checked the sample ballot, there was a debt exclusion. But the I mean, I've, it could be in the form of an override. It could be. Did that oh, school come in? Did I mean, that school it's, come it in? Is on, an override. It's 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 excluding. It's exempting that as separate from the two and a half levy. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Did you come in under budget? The school. Correct. The school's yeah. yeah. So I find that a little weird because we had to do our override prior to um, it even Everyone breaking does. ground. Yeah. Um, did you guys come in under budget or above? Where did it you fall? It was just on that? under. Okay. Yeah, it was just under. Same architects, yeah. and so all these MSBA projects are very similar. They yes. all have a very similar blueprint, same team, same everybody. But when Somerset was looking into their middle school project, I researched and a lot of the yeah. same team players are, you know, one of the ones that did the school in Westport. Um, it's beautiful, by the way. They, um, the school building assistance fund is a, um, geez, that's interesting. You guys haven't passed the override yet. I need to know more about that because I'm, I'm very curious. I'll, I'll double, I'm going to double check the sample ballot, but that the last I checked, that's, that's so how the did wording you, that was on the ballot. I, there do you was have also to do it every of, year? I don't think that's 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 not solidified yet. So there could be they could switch it to an override. I'm not sure. Have the, you had an override vote yet? We have not. No. But so you built it was the it was so it was talked about at our prior our last year's town meeting is when it was really started to it was the discussion started then. But when but the school's built right yeah correct yeah that doesn't make any sense to me. But I I I I know. I mean I would. I think you have to raise the the right. funds before you you can get the school bill. Right. The well, the override could be on other projects as well. Mm. So I'm not sure how they structured it in the budget. Oh, could be. But it could, yeah. Or maybe there yeah. was a final phase. Is it completely done? I don't know. Maybe they, like Somerset, I anticipate going to run out of money and we're going to be doing prop <laughs> overrides for the rest of our lives. <laughs> right. We have a caller, though, that's been waiting. Hey, caller, thanks for holding. Hey, guys, I hope I'm... Uh I'm not. I'm better than the last call. Listen, I wanted to talk about national, but you guys have just brought up a great thing um, that I think. Uh, oh, and by the way, just so you know, Chris, I pull over the last three pages of the Wall Street Journal, so you don't have to. Thank you. Thank you. I like the. I like the P O R E. I pour over it. But anyway, <laughs> but, but you, you guys were just talking about something that's, that's near and dear to my heart that I've just been learning about, and I'd ask the uh, the new candidate. Can you explain to the uh, the listening audience that the difference between a prop two and a half override and a debt exclusion? Because this is killing us on our taxes every year. Do you, well, do you, do you guys know? I, I oh, I oh, hold on. Evan couldn't hear you. Hold on one second. You're going to ask that question again. Ask the question again. 
Yeah, the, so the question is, the difference between a uh, prop two-and-a-half override that the voters vote for, and that's usually a big one, you know, a big vote, it usually goes on the, um, I think it goes in, in almost on the general election ballot, like a ballot question, right. or a town election where you get to vote a much smaller number of interested people get to vote on a debt exclusion, and what that does to people are local property taxes. Sure, so the, the two-and-a-half override for folks who may not be familiar is so proposition two and a half is a state law that says municipalities can't raise the annual tax levy above two and a half percent so an override is when voters go to the ballot box it has to be approved to be on the ballot and vote for the exemption of that so that so the municipality can raise above the two and a half levy and, and debt, when does, just, just, just interrupt you really quick. Sure. When does that vote? When does the two and a half override vote take place for a local town? So it, it, it depends. Typically, most municipal elections are in the spring, um, and town you elections. Do a prop two and a half override in a uh, municipal election? Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay. It is. So you can. Okay. I didn't know that. Right. Yep. 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 And, and, then, and, then, and then go ahead. The I'm debt, sorry. Yeah. The debt exclusion is is separate from the two and a half override. So the debt exclusion allows towns to raise monies above two and a half, but only on a certain expense. So if a town is building a police station, is building a school, usually it's building related, uh, they can they can raise above a two and a half levy for that specific project. And that's the, that's the difference. And, and the other major difference, caller, which will be important to you, is that a, a general proposition two and a half override is forever. Forever, yeah. A debt you, exclusion. I, I knew I, that's what I just learned. I, I was hoping you would yeah. discuss that. A debt that. exclusion is generally for 20, 25 years. For the length, for the length of the a bond. Maybe. Exactly. Right. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And, and I, but I didn't. I did not know because it's. Um, I guess I'm going back. I'm, I'm getting a little feeble. I was thinking that the two and a half overrides were generally. I didn't. I didn't realize they were a municipal election. I'm going back to the old days when we actually voted for. Prop two and a half, which was a general election. Well, yeah, you know, you know, change the math law, it, but it, but it, but it comes. Yeah, go ahead. So it very well. I think it's up to your local community when they set the election for the override. I think that generally they try to get it at the biggest turnout elections. So sometimes they're in November, but if in November, but sometimes they're in April with your town elections. I think you're over in Mattapoy, that Mary in that area. Yeah. So if if they can strategically, they try to get it to November. But if they, I would like. I, I, here's this for a proposal, uh, Jess. You might like this. <clears throat> so the, the state just uh, we had an initiative uh, petition uh, to amend the constitution, and we just changed the, the uh, tax structure. We changed. The, we amended the uh, Massachusetts Constitution, the oldest written constitution in the world. Terrible. To have uh, um, now have a two two tier tax rate, a progressive tax, rather than a flat. How about we do something like this? A a, a uh, municipal we municipal elections that um, raise taxes, property taxes, would have to have a, a quorum of the of the uh, taxpayers of the town or. We we make we change the state constitution. The tax can only be applied if a majority of the voters uh, approve it, and not 
not on a, a special election that you know two percent of the people show up to, and they all work for the school district. So I think there are some requirements. Uh, I don't think it can be a special election, to be honest with you. Um, well, I'm just saying you get, the, the, the very small people in very small turnout elections have an awful outsized effect. Yeah, but I mean, the, I, I mean, just having been in Somerset and navigated through multiple town ele- uh, town meetings, um, you know, we do everything we possibly can to educate the voting public on these meetings. We we do grassroots work. We do flyers. We did signs. I mean, we we make sure every single per- we even actually for the first time we sent out postcards to each home in Somerset, alerting them of the town meeting. Um, I don't know what more we and can I, and do. What was the turnout, Jess? It was at, it was the same as it used usually is no yeah. more different than and than yep. what it is we have an average of 350 so, so, so to 450 people and, and that was and we had some big stuff on the yeah. ballot but you, what, yeah, what can we do when people got engaged <laughs> well i mean you have hot topic issues and there's some strategy behind the warrants and what you but put taxes, on them but taxes are forever you know um, i don't know what to tell you man right. I, we talk about this stuff all the time in somerset we cannot get people to come out and vote no matter what we do well also with with that too part of that in order to get some of these things on the ballot you have to show up at town meeting for it to appear on the ballot afterwards. <laughs> Correct. So right, whoever right. shows up to, to town meeting to decides them, what shows up on the ballot. Absolutely true. Get the ball rolling. Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't just, think you'll it's, ever it's, get the. You're never going to get the majority of the registered voters in town to to show up to the. I mean, you're just you know, not going to do it. You know what? Well, well, I, yeah, but if, if you uh, you might if you said that the, the question is, well, I don't know if you would because people aren't that engaged. But if if if, if it was special rules for tax levies. That is the taking of property, whether it's but see, I don't, money I don't, or, or property. I, I think you. I think anyway. I, it's, it's, I don't have it a fetish for voter turnout. It seems too easy to. Uh, That's merely to numbers. Change with a very small yeah, but that number can of people be, that, that can, are engaged. That can benefit. That can benefit some people right. as well. A smaller number of informed voters is a far better government. Sure is. It really is. I don't want a bunch of people showing up to town meeting it's how and American not knowing system the facts. If we were in D.C., don't be, well, except for the <laughs> latest congressional rule. If you're in D.C., you don't even have to be a resident. <laughs> right. right. We got to take have a break. To be a citizen, right? We got to so, take a break, caller. Sorry, we're going to let you go. Have a good night. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with Evan. Maybe we can talk a little bit more. Uh, about what he's uh, interested in instead, instead of what no, I'm interested great. in. Great, municipal finance is great. You act. You, I, I was like, hey, I, I know he knows this stuff. We're good. All right, hold it. Yeah, let's take a break. Don't talk. New Bedford's news talk station, fourteen twenty WBSM. Would you like to say? Take South Coast tonight with you wherever you go. Stream Chris and Marcus on the WBSM app or get their podcast on the app at WBSM.com. Now, back to South Coast tonight. And welcome back to the show. I'm Chris McCarthy. Marcus Farrow is on vacation, so we have Jess Machado filling in for Marcus. But, of course, she'll be here tomorrow. No, I'm off tomorrow. You're off tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to UConn. My daughter got us tickets to see a basketball game. I think we're playing Rutgers. So I think we're um, either we have the best of Howie or when I filled in for Grace. Oh, I'm not nice. sure what's in the queue. But tomorrow it's going to be pre-recorded. Super. And, and we have Evan Genro in here. Now, Evan, looking, I, th- I think I might have confused you a little bit with all the different conversation and we're taking phone calls. So explain what's going on with a Prop 2.5 override in, right. in Westport. So that way we can put a finer point right. in it. So just to be clear, this ye- this coming year in Westport, there's a request for a 2.5 override. A general A prop- general, right. So right. it's different, as we mentioned earlier, from a debt exclusion. So if, if any folks are interested in that, the Westport 
Finance Committee posted on Facebook how you can join this meeting and share your opinion and, and listen and see what the request is for. But this is for a, for a general override. It's yes. for a tax increase that will never go away. Which would show up on, on this year's ballot. And, and all tax bills going forward. Right. Forever. Correct. And that's and it's not like and it's when not you built tied, the school. It's not tied to a project, correct? correct. Which goes correct. away at the bottom. Exactly. Kevin knew what he was talking about. We did not. Right, we right. were like, "What do you mean? You built the school and you still need to do a right. pop over?" Right. Right. Yeah. So, so, so they're just and that can be used a, for anything because it's a general right. override. Right. That can be, you know, I, I, the argument is in this case and is in, in most cases is the town can't maintain level service, right? But that's a I, lot I have of, to tell you something. My the confusion for me was that I can't believe they're doing it hmm. because generally speaking. Tax overrides are for projects with a life lifespan, you know, very specific. A school, a library, a fire station. Not just to raise everyone's taxes so you can buy so whatever the hell you want, right? So dangerous. Really interesting. Want so to take a call? Well, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, caller. Thanks for holding. You're yes, next. Good evening. Hi. Good evening. I'd like to take you a little off base here. Sure, uh, go ahead. Uh, but you're, I've got three Republicans here, so I think I think, think I know that their answer will be. Uh, I have Adam Riley on also talking politics, and uh, they were talking tonight about how uh, uh, Karen Spilker has ended the term limits up in uh, in the uh, in the Senate, and so she can be there forever. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, my question just comes up with this. Uh, looking in the past, we had Finneran. In the past, we had uh, Salva Macy. Uh, um, obviously, this isn't a good thing. And uh, Jess, I think it's your representative. I don't know her last name. Erica. Uh, maybe you can help me. I don't Roush. know. What, what is it again? Roush? No, no. Uh, it was a long name. Is Pat Haddad over there in Somerset? Yeah, that's... Yeah, she's... Uh, well, it was Erica, and I don't know the last name, okay? It's kind of long. And she came up with the idea of having uh, uh, <laughs> on the Internet, uh, having uh, reports about how certain, uh, Senate committee is a vote... Uh, not Senate, but representative committees vote, and that would be on there so people could know how their, uh, how their representatives yes, were because, voting. Yes, because okay. the committee votes are still kept quiet, uh, yes. are kept yes. confident. And in and, and the effort to try to get more uh, transparency, okay? So my question to you people happens to be, uh, and I think I'm going to know the answer being all Republicans, <laughs> what do you think of that? Uh, and this, so you know, I, I can tell you that I think it's a good idea. I know it's been advanced forward, but, but again, I think that that information is good. But if you have all the information in the world, but you don't have an alternative candidate on the ballot in November, then what good is it? It's just a hobby at that point, right? I mean, if, if, if only people running are the incumbents of whatever party, it happens to be Democrats now, then even if you have all that information, without a choice, it doesn't matter. And Massachusetts also is the only state in the nation <laughs> where all three branches are exempt from public records requests. And the current governor maintained that. And again, we're seeing a lack of transparency, not only with committee votes, and you can't see how your representative voted, uh, there's roll call votes, so they don't even take roll on certain votes, right? It right. just passes. And this is unique to Massachusetts. It's, you know, famous for its its lack of transparency, which is And it's the fault yeah. of the Republican Party. Because if you don't run candidates, you're, 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 you're never going to get there. Well, that's the check and the balance, right? right? The two-party system provides that check and balance. We have another call that's on the line. Lines are lighting up, you guys. Hi, caller. You're live. Anybody? Hello. They're flushing the toilet. All right, let, should we let them go? I think we, I think, I think we get the message. 
They're a loser. Hey, caller, you're alive. <laughs> Hello, I think I'm back again. Was you I are. Wrong? Thank you. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, I just wanted to get your take on that, and I imagine being Republicans, you wouldn't want to see a long, uh, you know, uh, per, a person in there for a long time. Uh. Well, actually, my feeling on this is, is again, I think that it, it's a legitimate issue to, to discuss, but so long as the Republican Party refuses to run candidates successfully for the Senate. We're down to three, I think, right yeah, now. It doesn't even matter. In other words, the, the the Democrats have successfully won most Senate seats. So then they, they make the rules, which is the way the process works. And whatever those rules are going to be, the Republicans have essentially selected themselves out. I mean, if you, you know, if you're like Jim Lyons didn't run candidates, he did these fakakta ballot questions that, that the legislature would have disemboweled as soon as they got a hold of them anyway. So it was, it was a big stunt to make it look like he was doing something when he did nothing. And that's why he was ejected the other day. Soundly. We have to take our was last soundly? break. soundly? Yes. I thought it was a little closer. Than no, no. Soundly. People were scared. We have I to take our last break. Fiction, <laughs> we'll be right back. The show. Listen, I really enjoyed Jess. Thanks for hanging around. Of course. Evan, thanks for hanging around. Good luck with the school committee. Probably Give him the he, mic. He Give probably him. has to come back. Oh, do I not have his Please mic turn his on? microphone oh, for the one final loud. moment. <laughs> Thank you both for having me on. I, Thank it's you. always good and to be And if you draw an opponent, we'll have them back as well, um, as the, as we do here at WBSM. <sighs> so get ready for a debate. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. But if not... I'm always up for a debate. All right. Thanks Anything so much. scheduled next week? you got a couple extra seconds. Anything coming up next week? We have the Ward 3 debate. Oh, that's right. We uh, never got right. to that tonight. We Some didn't. really robust conversation. I believe we we might have the mayor coming in on Monday okay. for a continuing discussion of all the continuing discussions. Yeah, folks, have a wonderful weekend. Jess, enjoy UConn. Thank you very much. See you, besties, Evan, next Saturday. Drive safely back to Westport. Thank you. Bye, right. bye, bye, guys. <laughs>